Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Drafts at Dawn, our Sunday preview episode. Um, good morning, Danny. How are you? As always, let's go around the horn here. Um, before we get started on the NFL preview, let's go around and see what everybody's drinking. Danny, what do you got this morning? Yeah, I got the good old New Glarus Spotted Cow from Wisconsin, Ellington, Wisconsin. So whenever we get up there, we, we always bring back a case for ourselves. So always a good light beer. Absolutely. I've got a uh, Milo's Lemonade and Whiskey this morning. So uh, Okay, okay. Pretty good. Solid 7.5. So that could be down to user error on the mix, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had a great slate last night. Before we touch base on, on kind of the NFL preview, uh, you know, huge news out of college football. We had two really good games uh, going on last night, Texas-Alabama, and then uh, Miami versus Texas A&M ended up being um, a great game as well. So, so, Danny, I wanted to get your reaction on both those games and who you think is more back, the U or Texas? I would probably say Texas, and not just because everyone always calls Texas back whenever they win a game, but uh, Miami, they, they really kind of struggled, and this is kind of the actually their first big win in a, a number of years. Texas, for the past few years, has gotten some decent wins, but they just have not been able to string together a whole season along, and this roster and the schedule that they have in front of them looks more college football playoff ready than Miami does. I, I just have to see more from Miami to really believe that they are quote unquote back. Yeah, I think I agree. And I think the, the difference there is going to be um, Quentin Ewers for Texas. I mean, his deep ball accuracy last night, the way Texas stayed aggressive. And we talked about it before the game while we were actually together last night. And that Texas could not go in there and settle for field goals all night, play timid, uh, you know, just punt the ball away, try and play field possession or uh, uh, field position. They had to go in there. They had to be aggressive, you know, and, and, and take the win. I think at the end of the game, I think Sark said Alabama was 52-1 and one, uh, in their last, you know, 53 games at home. Um, so a, a really tough place to win, but I think Texas showed that um, they can be back. 100% agree. All right. We got a big slate. Week one NFL. Really, really exciting. Uh, a lot of unknowns. Uh, so as always with drafts at dawn, Danny and I will go through the games, see what the lines are, see what the spreads are. And just give our thoughts and predictions on the on the NFL day upcoming. Uh, let's start off with game number one, going over to Carolina versus the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's getting minus three and a half uh, right now. Danny, thoughts on this game? Um, what do you think about that spread as well? I think it's pretty much right where it's at. Falcons are at home, and usually in the NFL, you kind of get three points for just being at home, and they're it's three and a half, so it's pretty much even game. It's like a, a toss-up game, pretty equal teams. 
It's just both teams are both rebuilding. Carolina, I hope they lose just as a Bears fan, just because that means we get a better draft pick out of it after the DJ Moore trade. So I really hope the Falcons win. I would probably stay away from the betting line, though, myself. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point with the Bears getting a better draft pick, the worse the Carolina Panthers are. Um, I think Bryce Young's going to be very good. Uh, at Alabama, he was an extremely clutch player. Uh, you know, the Atlanta Falcons bring in uh, Bijan Robinson, who was just an insane running back at Texas. The production, the the yards after contact, the the power. Uh, he's going to be an incredible player in the league as well. Um, but I, I, I think I agree this one's really too much of an unknown. Week one is... Is always a toss-up in the NFL. Um, it's probably the most any given Sunday uh, that, that you're going to have all year. So uh, I think I agree. Um, but I'd like to see the uh, – the. Um, I would probably go with the Panthers to win this game. Um, moving on to the next game, we do have a couple hometown favorites. Corey's not joining us today, but – you know Cleveland being his team, and you know we've been bandwagging bandwagoning Cincinnati oh, yeah. ever since the arrival oh, yeah. of Joey B. Uh, Bengals are getting one and a half. Uh, how do you feel about this game? Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, for as much success that the Bengals have had the past couple of years, they really have not done too great against the Browns. Browns at home, I uh, divisional. You know, opponent, I really believe in Joe Burrow. I can never bet against him, but um, it's probably a line I would stay away from betting, but I would pick the Bengals to win. Even though I guess it's pretty much one. So it's pretty much money line is the spread, but uh, I'm not putting my money on it. But if I had to guess, I'm guessing I'm going for a Bengals win. Yeah, you know, I'm staying away from this game as well. And I think that'll probably be the theme throughout throughout the, the lineup today. Uh, but the Bengals have historically started off very slow, so I'm a little bit worried for the slow start of the Bengals and also Joe Burrow coming off, you know, a, a small injury during the preseason and, and training camp. So, you know, I am rooting for the Bengals, but I would not be surprised at all if, if Cleveland come um, pulls it out, actually. So... That's something to look forward to. And then, um, you know, I think it was last year or two years ago, the, the Bengals lost to the Bears early on in the season. And I think that's what cost them yeah. home field advantage. Yeah. So so they really need to uh, be sharp at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next game. we got another divisional game. Uh, Jacksonville versus the Indianapolis Colts. Jacksonville's getting three and a half points here. Thoughts on this game? Anthony Richardson, his first start, I wasn't very impressed with his college performance at Florida. It was, you could tell he had all the tools there, but he just could not put it all together at Florida. And I think that's why Indianapolis drafted him was just because of what he could be, his upside would be. But that's going to be a few years away. I think he's a developmental project. 
we already know Trevor Lawrence is pretty much a finished product, or at least we his his floor is so much higher than Anthony Richardson is right now. The same with the Jaguars in general. I'm going to take the the Jag, Jaguars and the points. Yeah, I think I like the Jaguars here as well. A uh, lot of unknowns. Yeah, John, Jonathan Taylor not going to go for the Colts. Um, I think they've got a lot of work to do. Um, I think they're. I think it's good for Anthony Richardson to get the play time. Uh, I, I think that's how you probably learn the fastest. I think he's going to have a rough go against uh, the Jaguars as well. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jaguars here as well. Moving on over to Tampa and Minnesota, Baker Mayfield now on his, you know, what, third or fourth team with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was yeah. kind of surprised that they did not go with Kyle Trask. Uh, I think he gives you an element of surprise, right? There's no tape on him. Uh, as well as I think you need to find out what you have. I, I think if four games in, the season wasn't going your way, you could put Baker in and in that division. I think you would still be in the hunt. So I was a little surprised by that. Um, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, I think they've showed you every year that they're going to be kind of knocking on that door wild card. Um, but with Aaron Rodgers out of the division, um, and and the Lions looking pretty good as well, and the Bears could be competitive, I think Minnesota needs to win this game. Uh, and I think they ultimately do. I really don't trust Baker. I think we've had a large enough sample size to know what we've got here. Um, but minus four and a half to Minnesota, uh, it's quite a few points. Um, again, week one, I'd probably stay away from this one. I would actually probably hit the Vikings hard for me, Vikings in the points. I, and with regards to the Kyle Trask, it's another Florida product that really did not look good while he was at Florida. Just too much unknown there. I think that's why they went with the known at Baker Mayfield, not saying he's going to be the best option long term, but I think that's probably what their thought process was. Vikings, like you were saying, they're just always knocking on the door for that playoff. Uh, push whether it's wild card or they're just pushing the Packers for the divisional lead and like you mentioned the Bengals coughing up early against the Bears a couple of years ago those early losses could really haunt you and with uh, upswing Bears we hope and then definitely the upswing Lions you really if you're the Vikings you really need to win some of these non-divisional early games and I think this is the first non-divisional game that we've talked about so uh, I'm going to take the Vikings and the points here. Yeah, I think I think we both agree. You know, game one's not the end of the world, you know, but I think um, they're really, you know, even with the extra game now in the season, um, these games are still extremely important and you cannot drop games uh, that you shouldn't be dropping as it pertains to that home field advantage. <laughs> Looking at the next game on the schedule, the Tennessee Titans versus the New Orleans Saints. It looks like New Orleans is getting two and a half points, so less than a field goal here. Uh, it's a very intriguing spread there. Um, Daniel, I'll throw it back over to you. What are your thoughts on, on this game? I think we're seeing the downswing of Tennessee. I'm going to take the Saints money line, actually. I just really, I, I'm start. I like Mike Vrabel as a coach at Tennessee. 
but I just don't. I think the the turnover at quarterback uh, with Will Levis going there again. He was fine in college, but he's not a generational kid that can make a difference in the NFL at this point just yet. We'll see in a few years how that changes. The Tennessee probably Tennessee Titans probably have a better roster overall, but uh, I just I just think the Saints have a different kind of momentum going into this season than the Titans do, and I feel I feel like the Titans are just kind of grasping onto their former glory that was a few years ago when they were just a really stout team, and I feel like the talent has just been slowly chipped away there. Yeah, I think uh, the, I think they should have been more aggressive in the quarterback market this year. Uh, try and get a Jimmy Garoppolo, um, somebody like that, or or, or make a trade, um, because you know they were able to bring in DeAndre Hopkins, but um, you you got to have somebody who can get him the ball on time and on target. Uh, so I like the Saints in this one as well. Um, I think Derek Carr uh, is an is an upgrade, and I think that he's a high floor quarterback. He really is. More so than Will Levis, I think. Yeah, and I think that, again, he can have your team in contention, and especially in that division, um, if they rely on the run game and that and that good defense down in New Orleans, um, I think that they could be competitive come the end of the season and, and be you know looking at a wild card, potentially. 100%. Next game... Yeah, next game up on the docket, we got uh, a really in- interesting game, I think. We've got San Francisco versus Pittsburgh. San Francisco's yeah. uh, getting two points right now. Um, Brock Purdy is just a huge, you know, the sample size, I just don't know if it was enough last year. Um, but the San Francisco 49ers made a decision. That's what they're going with. Uh, Kenny, Pick- um, Kenny Pickett as well, I think, is kind of, an unknown, um, but I think Mike Tomlin's hands down one of the best coaches at the NFL. Uh, he's going to have that team ready to play, and uh, I, I I could potentially see an upset here, but I, I'm not again not going to make any picks on this one. Uh, I just wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers came out and won this game. Yeah, I 100% agree. I'm staying away from this game. But this is probably my favorite game so far of the 12 o'clock slate. 49ers, they, I, they're a Super Bowl team talent-wise, except the quarterback position. But, like, every other position on that roster is just – they're just such a sound team. They really are. It, it's it, the, the Bears needed a monsoon last year to beat them at home in that game one. Uh, and they needed Trey Lance to play like Trey Lance. Um, speaking of which, he's now in the Cowboys. He got traded for a bag of Skittles to go to the Cowboys. Yeah. So uh, it makes you <laughs> not even a king size, uh, just a fun size. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Mike Tomlin has so much respect for him as a coach and what he's done in his tenure there with the Steelers. I know people, I know a couple of Steelers fans are kind of upset with overall, but like you can't. You can't deny the success, at the very least regular season success that he's had with them, not a losing season that he's had with the Steelers. And we'll see what, what Kenny Pickett does for them in the long term. But I just, I'm just i looking forward to this game, but I'm going to stay away from betting it. Yeah, this, this next game, I, I was pretty surprised by the line, actually. 
You've got the Washington Commanders and the Arizona Cardinals with Washington getting seven points. You know, Sam Howell did look good in the preseason, and I've been actually on the Sam Howell train since he was at UNC. Um, he His last year he was at UNC kind of had a down year, which kind of had him slide in the draft. Um, but he has mm-hmm. looked well. He has played well, and I think we're going to find out finally, um, you know, what kind of impact Eric Bieniemy had on that Chiefs offense. Um, so I think it was a great move from him to go somewhere um, where he could probably grab a little bit more of the credit uh, when they do have success. Um, so this one's a very intriguing matchup, but I do like Washington uh, in this game. You think that would you take the points? Probably not. I think seven's quite a bit, but again, yeah. Um, sticking with my theme, you know, there's just to me at least there's no smart money in week one. I think you need um, some sort of data, um, but it 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 seems like a lot to me. Yeah, for such a league of parity, you really you you just go off of last year's storylines, and I know you can kind of like track player movement, but it's so hard in the NFL, especially to try to predict um, at the very least spreads uh, in Week One, just because any given week uh, the Cardinals could beat the um, Bengals for all we know. It just it really just depends. I mean, they're gonna like the, no team is gonna go defeated the entire year. I mean. I know there was the Lions like a decade ago, but for the most part, no team is going to go winless throughout a season. So you just never know. Um, but I would probably take, man, seven points is just too much for a team I don't trust. I, I mean, I would guess the Commanders would win, but I'm, I'm staying away from the points. Yeah, the ne- the next game we have here on the schedule, you've got the Houston Texans and uh, the Baltimore Ravens giving Baltimore nine and a half points, really just, you know, smacking the Houston Texans <laughs> in the face uh, with that spread. Uh, that's going to be an intriguing one. I think C.J. Stroud is an interesting prospect. Um, I, I I think that um, D'Amico Ryans was a great hire for the Houston Texans, but I think it's too early for C.J. Stroud to overcome uh, the lack of talent on that team. I do love that they were so aggressive in the draft and they jumped straight back to number three to grab Will Anderson. Um, two cornerstone players in the same draft is a, is a great start. Um, but I think Lamar is also going to be hungry to show people that he deserved his contract. Um, and, you yeah. know, he, he, he may decide to hang 45 on these guys, you know, 45 to 7 score line. We shall see. Uh, but I think he's going to be hungry to show everybody uh, that he's back. Yeah, this line I trust a lot more than the Commanders and Arizona line. Uh, I don't trust. I like the coaching staff at, at Washington, but I just don't trust the team yet. I know they went eight, 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 and one. I think. I think they threw a tie in there to go even on the season. But the Ravens are they're just a more proven squad. And we kind of know what more to expect from them. And we definitely know the Texans are not competing for anything of significance this year. So I think of all the big spreads that we see week one, this would be the one that I would take. Yeah, definitely. Definitely 
agree that we can probably not count on the Texans to be very competitive this year. Let's go to the marquee matchup of the week. We've got the Green Bay Packers visiting the Chicago Bears right now. Uh, right now, Chicago's getting one point at home as Danny supports his an hour Chicago Bears. Uh, there's just so much optimism around this season with Aaron Rodgers finally out of the division. I think the Lions may have, you know, stamped their claim at, you know, the the best team in the division with that win against the Chiefs. But I think for Bears fans, uh, it, the season is is starting on a high here. If we can get a win and get rolling, um, you know, we could easily see ourselves competing for the division win. Uh, Danny, I'll throw it over to you for your thoughts on this game and just your excitement around this season. I'm I'm very excited. Just like the beginning of every football season, you just there's just an air of hope that you're just breathing in. And I don't want to put too much stock into one game, but man, week one against your probably the most rivals of rivals that you're going up against, probably the best rival, or, you know, maybe not best rival, but like probably the most historic rivalry in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is gone. You have a chance to take a step forward in the division and really just kind of send the Packers to the, to the back of the bus here. I really really am hoping the Bears just make a significant statement in this week one because if they don't man there was already some questions last year going in with the offense or sorry this year with Justin Fields and can he take a step forward of the offense and you know I know there's defensive questions but man you're you're really hoping this year Justin Fields can really declare himself as your starter for the next decade or so and I don't, I don't want to say it start it starts today but I don't want to put too much stock and put too much pressure on them. It's now or never, but man, this would be a really good win for them if they could pull it out today. And especially if Justin looks good. Yeah, absolutely. And if he doesn't, the bears need to immediately start tanking for Caleb Williams. That's just it. If we go 0 and one pack it up 2024, here we come. Well, that's the thing Zane is that there is so much t quarterback talent in this year's draft that like, Let's say you don't get Caleb. Well, I mean, there's. A, I mean, we saw over this the the first couple of weeks, even you know, two and a half. I got three weeks. I guess you include week zero for uh, college football. Man, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there that are going to be draft eligible after this year. And man, like the point of making that DJ Moore trade and getting their first their their number one pick too, and expecting them to be bad is that you were going to use it probably in preparation just in case Justin wasn't good that you could go get another quarterback in the top three and it's I know it's Justin's only third year and he has like well, I guess technically two more years on his contract but man this it's his make or break year yeah absolutely the uh the mock drafts are going to be insane uh for this upcoming draft it's going to be it's going to be a great yeah. time to be in picking in the top three that's for sure uh the oh, yeah. next game Next game we've got here, Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. This one is actually uh, a very interesting game to me, and I think the Broncos may be on upset alert. Um, I, I really like the addition of Sean Payton, uh, but the Broncos' receiving core is just depleted. Russell Wilson, everybody wants to believe, can get back to form. I think we need to see it. And the the Vegas uh, Vegas Raiders, I think... 
are going to be an improved team this year. Uh, so I, I, this actually Broncos, I think, are on upset alert. What are your thoughts here? Dude, the, the Raiders just seem like such a toxic organization right now. It, no player in recent memory has left the Raiders that I could think about and been like, oh, yeah, that was a, a good culture to play in. I just... It, it, but like with Sean Payton kind of going after other going after other coaches, it's really weird and it's out of his care. Like I, you just he doesn't need to do that kind of thing. And Russell Wilson, I I just don't believe in him. I maybe it was the coaching coaching staff last year, but he just did not look himself last year whatsoever. I don't trust either of these two teams. In fact, I would probably let me switch off the you know, spread here. Let me go for the under. I don't know. Let me check the under, but that's probably what I would go for. Honestly, I'm not, I don't even yeah. know what the over under is, but I would go for the, under. that's just how little I, you know, just respect these two teams. Over under here on this game, Danny is 43 points. Yeah. I'll, I'll hammer that. Yeah, definitely one to watch. We've got a couple more great games at the three o'clock slot. Philadelphia Eagles uh, versus the New England Patriots. Um, I, th I think with Philly, Philly's going to be great. I think more questions are going to be answered for New England in this game. Even if they take a loss, they've clearly gone with Mac Jones, uh, you know, with, with cutting um, Billy Zappi and then, you know, signing him back to the practice squad. They've, you know, put all yeah. their cards to the, to the center, all their chips in the center with Mac Jones. Uh, so I think a lot of questions are going to be answered for New England in this game, regardless of win or loss. Um, so that's why I think this is a great game to watch. Keep your eye on throughout the day. I, and more big picture here, you know, when you think of like, man, really the Eagles only three and a half for like a, a Patriot squad. I know Bill Belichick usually has a respectable squad, but they've just been slowly declining since the first year since Brady left when they made the playoffs. And they've just been a slow decline ever since. And, you know, you might be surprised by the Eagles and how little points they're getting but um, i know it's on the road but in general teams that lose the super bowl the next year they you they really underperform a lot of the time and i don't know what it is but for whatever reason if your team loses the super bowl usually you're not living up to the same expectations you, you were the year before unless you're the cincinnati Bengals because joe burrow is amazing but overall it's just I, I would honestly take the Eagles under on the win loss uh, this year. I'm actually going to look that up right now to see what their uh, what their win loss record is for the um, for the upcoming season, because it's uh, it's something that's kind of like a, a typical trend in the NFL over the past 20 years. Yeah, I, I, while you're looking that up, I, I tend to agree. And, uh, you know, the, su the Super Bowl hangover can actually happen for that losing team as well. And a lot of times, you know, you may just catch lightning in a bottle for those those Super Bowl teams that end up, you know, taking a loss and just running into a juggernaut or a buzzsaw in the championship game. You know, you just might, uh, you know, you got the, the Giants on their two Super Bowl runs every playoff run. You know, and it has to be said, as as much as I was not an Eli Manning fan, he was so clutch on those playoff runs. 
and then the next years just weren't competitive. It's just sometimes you catch that lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I don't know. So, and but the and the Eagles do have like a great roster. It, it's really everything's there for them to come back and and really you know be a a force in the NFL for the next few years. It's it's up to them if they take that step because they have all the talent that's there or that that they need to make a Super Bowl run. So. It's really just up to Jalen Hurts and uh, Sirianni to take that step forward. Absolutely agree. Let's keep it rolling here. Miami versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are getting three points in this game. I think this is, again, um, another great matchup. A lot of questions are going to be answered. Justin Herbert got paid. Tua's looking to get paid if he has a great year. Um, I don't know if the Miami Dolphins necessarily have to re-sign him. You know, even if they if they win a Super Bowl, then then you probably have to resign them, right? Get them a long term deal. Um, but um, the Dolphins look like a great team this year, and so do the Chargers. The AFC is just loaded. Every every division you look at is. is going to be so competitive, uh, except for the AFC South. Uh, but <laughs> man. I, this is just a game that, as a football fan, I'm excited to watch. I, I, I want to see Justin Herbert do well. Uh, I I just kind of like the, the Chargers just as a as a football fan. So, you know, we'll see. And, mm-hmm. I, and I do think the addition of Kellen Moore is, is huge, as we discussed earlier in the week. Um, I, I think we're going to see an electric and offense there in Los Angeles. Yep, yep. This, this team, I think, um, watch out. Watch out for the Chargers. They're not a dark horse team by any stretch, um, but being in the same division as the Chiefs, uh, they need to win these these games that that are are winnable. Because uh, once you get into the division, you know they may lose, you know one or two or three division games that maybe they could have won. So they need to take these these out of division games uh, every time. I, I I yeah I agree. It's. My my big thing too on this game and season overall too is man the Dolphins just need Tua to stay healthy because that really kind of defines what they can do over the course of a season because it, he is a really talented guy but man the the concussions that scares me so much seeing how badly he was affected by them and how quickly they just kept throwing him back in there last season with the Chargers. Yeah, you really I, – I know the Chiefs dropped their first game, and that's kind of why you need to take advantage of that and just stay ahead of the pack. Because you know – I know the Chiefs lost their first game. They're going to be fine. They're going to be back. They're going to be in the playoff playoffs again, not even playoff hunt. So the Chargers really just have to just try to rack up as many wins as they can because even if they don't beat out the Chiefs, they're going to want that home field advantage in the wild card round so that – because that's kind of eluded them the past couple of years. And it's also kind of funny. I always just think of the Chargers in these 325 games, and I'm just thinking, man, like when I would wake up from a nap on a Sunday after not doing my homework and then just like <laughs> right before that 60-minute 60, like commercial would like wake me up, and then it would be like, oh, it's I guess it's about to be late afternoon of the NFL, on a Sunday, and then I'm watching just or uh, Philip Rivers drive down the field to try to get the Chargers a win, only for him to throw a, brack, a back-breaking pick. Uh, as they try to go for a win. I mean, it was just like clockwork, just like 60 Minutes was. He was just 
can never finish out drives for for the Chargers uh, at home. So um, just a little trip down memory lane there for me. But I I would probably take the Chargers at home, and I would take the over on this game. Yeah, this one has some um, explosive offenses, so we could see a a high-scoring game. Three games left uh, to discuss for week one. Um, it's been really fun discussing these games with you, Danny, uh, during our, our morning show, Drafts at Dawn, here on the Empty Bottle Sports. Uh, so let's wrap these three games up here. Los Angeles at Seattle, or Los Angeles versus Seattle, excuse me. Uh, Seattle is getting four and a half points. Uh, Cooper Cup is on the IR, uh, so I think that kind of takes the wind out of the sails uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. You know, they've looked pretty lost after that Super Bowl last Super Bowl win. And I think Seattle's a team that really plays really disciplined football. Uh, so I think that Seattle uh, will take this one. And I, th I think we could see um, the Rams with a slow start once they get Cooper Cup back um, and, and him and Matthew Stafford are on the same page. Um, I think we could see a late run from the Rams uh, competing for the division. Uh, but this early in the season, I, I think I like Seattle in this game. I'm taking Seattle as well, Zane. The Rams, they're just they're over their salary cap is over bloated. They have a lot of players on IR or just they just have the injury bug in general. And now we see Cooper Cup going to the IR. Last year was a huge step backwards and you were going to kind of hope this year they could kind of regroup a little bit but I think Sean McVay he might be looking for other places after this year if if he can get out of his contracts because Matthew Stafford just doesn't look that healthy last year we saw it and I don't think the Seahawks were really expecting to look that good with Geno Smith last year and uh, I think they can see, oh, we can actually do something with him. He might not be our long-term starter. Like I talked about, there's a huge draft, QB draft class this year. But uh, like in the short term, I think QB or Geno Smith could kind of get them where they need to be this year. And that's like looking at a wild card spot. But usually the Rams and Seahawks usually give a good game. Divisional opponents usually always give good games. I'm going to stay away from betting this game, but I would probably take the under just like I would with the, oh gosh, what game was that? The uh, the Raiders and Broncos. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, a big year for Geno as well with the upcoming QB draft class. Uh, I think he has a real chance if they win the division uh, to secure a spot there long-term in Seattle. Man... Cowboys versus the New York Giants. This is just a, a, a classic football matchup. And, you know, it just hurts me to talk about these teams because I'm not a fan of either team. Um, but I do think Brian Dable's a great coach. Danny Dimes is not the solution for New York. Um, this game is, is really a toss-up for me. Dallas is getting three and a half points. On this game, I, I do predict that New York make you know, I would not be surprised if New York came away with a win here. I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. I, you know, I trust them enough to be roughly 500 this year, but I think I think New York, 
I, Dallas could very well be the last team in the division, depending on how well Sam Howell can play with Eric Bieniemy in Washington, depending on what kind of step Danny Dimes takes in New York. Uh, and I think the Eagles ha- have that division wrapped up. So uh, interesting game, um, but I would not be surprised to see New York take the win here. I'm going to hate watch this game tonight so hard. And this division is always a parody, a, a division of parody, but for all the wrong reasons. And I don't, I just don't like any of these teams. But for some reason, they're just always in prime time. And I hate every second of it because they could just be the most trash teams in the league this year. And they're still getting Monday night, Sunday night football, prime time games that we have to watch it. Dak Prescott. Maybe you guys have a chance of success if you can keep the turnovers down less than the touchdowns you throw, but I just don't trust Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott for anything. Danny Dimes, I I like the coaching staff in New York, but I don't I don't think he's the answer either. I think I know he got a kind of an extension last year, but really long term. I don't think he's the answer for them, and I think they know that too, and they're kind of just treading water with him until someone else better comes along. I'm staying away from this game, and it's just going to be a hate watch tonight. Yes, sir. Final game of the week, a huge divisional game, Buffalo at New York, Aaron Rodgers' first game uh, as a New York Jets. I'm really excited to see this one. You know, Jets have been on hard knocks, so there's been a lot of buzz around the New York Jets. Um, for me, I think the Jets take it. You know, on our episode earlier in the week, I predicted Jets to win the division, and I'm sticking with that. I think the Jets pulled this one out. I think the Bull, uh, the Bills have probably missed their window, although Josh Allen is a great quarterback. I think he's proven to be less clutch, uh, you know, compared to some of the better quarterbacks, Mahomes yeah, and Burrow, I would agree. In, that, in that conference. Uh, so I like the New York Jets here. I, uh, I'm i going to stay away from the spread this game. I would like to take the over just because it would be, just be fun to see a shootout. But like you said, Zane, I really – Josh Allen, great quarterback, definitely has outperformed his draft grades and his draft uh, predictions. But really – Buffalo Bills really got to take a step forward this year and make a deep playoff run because they, you know, got knocked out by the Chiefs in an absolute shootout of an AFC championship game a couple of years ago. But then they were at home last year. Uh, and Joe Burrow in the buzzsaw Bengals came in and beat them. So you really, if you're the Bills, despite you, like not only do you need home field advantage, it's like you just need your to be clutch. And and Josh Allen was just not clutch last year, and and the team wasn't overall either. So this team has to just play a complete, figure out how to throw a complete season together, and it starts on Monday night. Yeah, this is uh, definitely one to watch, uh, and you know, week one is always so exciting for the NFL. I think every team, uh, every fan base is coming in with optimism, uh, and, and that soon may be crushed. Um, but we're really looking forward to this season. And thanks everybody for tuning in. You know, tune in every Sunday morning. Danny and I will be doing drafts at dawn. Um, there's just going to be more more headlines, more storylines for us to discuss as the season progresses. Um, so we're really excited about this morning show. 
Um, tune in uh, next Sunday, and we'll see you guys then. Thanks so much. Air down, baby. All right, I just got to finish uploading. It's a good time to cut off because actually one of my AirPods ran out of juice. So, um, oh, so I'm down to one one that headphone here. Not surprising whatsoever.